WNYC Studios is supported by Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial. When the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Uh, wait, you're listening. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <coughs> you're listening, listening to Radio Lab. Radio Lab. Shorts. <laughs> From WNYC. Yes. And NPR. Number fourteen. The four groans. There is a moment in Shakespeare, it is a very, very famous moment, when Shakespeare allows his actors to step right up to the edge of death, almost into death itself. It's from Hamlet. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, Um, so we'll, we'll start. So what's going on in the play at the very end? Well, at the very end, there's a pile of bodies. This is Ron Rosenbaum. He's the author of a book called The Shakespeare Wars. Hamlet and Laertes have fought a duel. And the queen has drunk a draft of poison. A drink. Oh, my dear. People are dying all over the place. And Hamlet, too, he's been cut and fatally poisoned. He falls into the arms of his his very best friend, friend Horatio. Oh, I die, Horatio. This is Sir Lawrence Olivier. The potent poison quite all crows my spirit. And then finally he says, The rest is silence. And then Hamlet dies. So that's the end of Hamlet. The rest is is silence. Those are his last words. Which may be Shakespeare's way of just saying so that, you know, when you die, that's what happens next. It's just nothing. It's just silence. However, seven years after Shakespeare's death, his collaborators reprinted collected works of Shakespeare. This is called the folio version. In that version, says Ron, after the rest is silence, Hamlet is not silent. Uh, what is printed beneath the rest of silence is literally capital O, comma, O, comma, O, comma, O. Four O's. Four O's. I guess we're, we have an appointment with Mark Ryland. We are uh, from National Public Radio. and We wondered, what are these O's? They're just tacked like big dangling donuts onto one of the most lyrical deaths in the English language. So what are they doing there? Well, most of the actors who perform Hamlet pay no attention to the folio. They don't do the O's, they do the rest of silence, they die, and it's done. 
the green room is down to the left there. But we met a guy who does do the groans. You are he? I'm Mark. Hi. I'm Robert Kulwich. Hi, Hello, this Robert. is Hi. Hi. His name is Mark Rylance. Yeah, should we go up to my, uh, my dressing room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met him backstage at the Longacre Theater in New York City. He was starring in a, in a non-Shakespeare uh, Broadway show, but he took us up to... Wow, we're in a Broadway dressing room. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> a teeny dressing room. And it was there that he began to talk about the groans. So the O, 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 O was added by very careful editors to the folio in 1623. Mark said he didn't think that Shakespeare actually wrote those O's. He thinks probably an actor did it. So, so, so when you and your director sat down and you're looking at these four O's on the page, why didn't you think to yourself, shut up? Because I guess, uh, I guess I'd done it 300 times shutting up, so I was into, into the change, into the difference particularly when he began to just consider the character of Hamlet himself. Of all the characters who die in plays, I think we're most intrigued about what, what Hamlet will make of it. Because Ryland says, remember, not only is Hamlet you know, unusually obsessed by death, he went to a school that championed reason over mystery. He's a student at Wittenberg University. He's part of that whole Protestant movement to the accurate study of nature. He's moving away from superstition, and bam! What? He encounters a ghost. I am thy father's spirit. A ghost that it not only appears as his father, but sounds like his father. If thou didst ever thy dear father love. Oh, God. This is, this is for, for the scientists, I imagine, listening to your program, you have to put yourself in that position. It's one of you. It's not a New Age wanderer or some regular visitor to a psychic who has this experience. So his, his gaze has been, for the whole play, his gaze has been on what, what is on the other side of our consciousness. And when, in the end, Hamlet finally steps to the edge of the answer and he utters, the rest is silence. Here's the choice that actors and directors, when they do Hamlet, must make. Hamlet's next step is either into silence, where there is nothing, where there's a nothingness forever and ever, or is there a something waiting on the other side, and does he see that something in a vision? Maybe four visions. Oh, 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 oh. They could represent a kind of dying area. Oh. A long sigh, I see it coming. Oh. Oh my God, it's here. Oh. It's uh, about to happen. Oh. That's it. This is, this is an idea you had to inhabit night after night. I did, yeah. So what, what did you think you were doing? I felt that I felt I was encountering... I felt I was enc- enc- encountering another reality than was immediately apparent to those around me. And so I felt with Hamlet that, that he'd moved and was seeing things, was, was encountering things, but his ability to put words to what he's witnessing dies before his ability to witness. The ability to say what he saw, that died, even though he still had mind enough to see. So. Some nights, Mark would deliver the O's silently. Just looking four times in four different places, maybe. Or he might change tempo. Oh, 
And some nights he died better deaths. The best deaths would, would just be when the audience and I were, were together. And we were, all, we were all kind of together wanting, I suppose, Hamlet to say, say something, what can you say, what's happening to him? Something is happening, but we don't know what it is. There he's gone. He's gone. And the rest is silence. Radiolab is funded in part by the Sloan Foundation, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, and the National Science Foundation. On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week, we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.